Welcome to Plato's Gravity. My name is Aaron. Hey, yep. And I have. <laughs> yep. That's even worse than normal, Jason. I, you know, I spent a lot of time trying to think of something dumb to say. And I was like, do I bring up the fact that, like, I showered this morning and that was fun, or, like, I had tacos last night? None of this was really material to work with. Doesn't it seem like thinking of something dumb to say would be easier and not take time? Yeah. Yep. 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 That's Jason. Jason. Uh, Jason. me. We are excited today to uh, welcome Robin from Hartel Brewery, or Brewery Hartel. How do we say it? Uh, Hartel Brewery. Hartel, yeah. Hartel Brewery. It's a home brewery in Holland, or... Uh, for the folks on this side of the pond, the Netherlands. Um, and uh, yeah, we're excited to uh, learn a little bit about brewing out there. Uh, he, Robin's been brewing since 2011. But before we get into all that jazz, we will start the show like we start every show with the beer that Robin has chosen for us. Uh, Robin, well, we're drinking Lagunitas IPA. Can you talk about why you chose this beer for the show? Yeah, yeah. I've, I've chosen the Lagunitas because um, we've had a, a conversation yesterday via Twitter um, discussing about the beer that I was going to pick. Mm-hmm. I said, Any, anything about anything but Heineken. Anything but Heineken, right. Anything but anything. Because Heineken is not my preferred beer. Um, I'm, I'm, me and my buddy, we, we brew since 2011, and we're fully mm-hmm. into IPAs. We, we, uh, that's, that's, uh, we, we brew some Belgian beers, Belgian-style beers, but, but uh, our preferred flavor is, is linked to the IPAs. Um, so, so I was thinking about... Which was the first IPA I've bumped into in, uh, when I got in touch with, with the American style IPA? And there was Lagunitas. Lagunitas, yeah. Yeah, so, so that's, that's, that's why I've chosen it. And the funny thing is, I started to Google it yesterday, and, and Heineken bought Lagunitas. So. <laughs> so, so, in a fun way, we're drinking, we're drinking a Holland beer, or at least a beer whose, whose IP is owned by a Holland company. Yeah, uh, yes. That's fantastic. So I think that's interesting. So you drink IPAs over there. So uh, my impression of Europe, and first of all, my impression of Europe may be incorrect. So correct me if I'm wrong. Ooh, ooh, um, this is interesting. What is your impression is of Europe? That if I'm a craft beer drinker in Europe, uh-huh. that IPA is not necessarily the ubiquitous like entry point or go to beer that that it is in the United oh. States. So what what is like? Is there a beer like if you are in Holland and you are a craft beer guy? Like, is there a beer that's a style that's most commonly associated with with that? Like, we have like IPA is in the United States, or is it more like varied? Yeah, it's, it's, it's <clears throat> currently it's, it's varied. It's, it's all over the place at the moment. We, um, a couple of years ago, when when the whole IPAs got boom, the whole scene. Let me get get, get back a couple of years more. Um, <laughs> first time I went to US was at the end of the nineties. Um, U.S. was full of, of ice beer, light beer, but light, and, and I was yeah, no offense, but it was not my kind of beer because we, we in that time we, we were drinking a lot of Belgium style beers like like Duvel, Westmallow, the the, the, mm. the beers, and then really malty kind of and yeah. So we were, we were into the heavier beers at that time, so the the whole uh, ice beer, light beers didn't get, was not appealing to me or, or anybody from 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 this side. So yeah, um, and then I. I, I the whole period of time, I, I didn't went to US, and first time I got back to US was a couple of years ago, and I was happily surprised. Yeah, happily surprised to see the whole beer market went up, and 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 all these kind of like Lagunitas, for example, but but you got a huge variety of of of, of, of beers, uh, American pale ales, the, the the New England IPAs. It's, it's it was booming, uh, and after that, the whole European scene 
twisted as well. So at first it started with a lot of IPAs in, in Europe as well. But now you, you get all kinds of, of, of beers like porters or, or um, uh, beers with, with funny fruit in it or, or, right, or, right. or with, 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 uh, with yeah, beer with, with uh, smoked meat in it or whatever. Mm -hmm. you know, it's, it's like everybody wants to um, show himself by, by see how unique I am because I'm using this kind of ingredient in beer. So it's, it's, it's all over the place at the moment, but it's... It's, you, can, you can be really surprised with what you see and what you what you taste. It's, 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 get some really good beers now. So before before you hopped on the IPA train and the American beer beer train, what was uh, what was your beer choice? Um, Belgian. Belgian, okay, and like a, a particular like so, uh, like a triple, okay, so so big big and malty, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that, that was my main beer, which, which I was really like like the, you you know Duvel. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, Duvel. Yeah. We, we just had a Duvel on our sparge, yeah. Yeah, yeah it's, it's still it's one of my favorite triples. Yeah, it's uh, it, it yeah. was very good. You know they uh, they we were on their website the other day and they now have a uh, an over hopped version like a citra. They have a sit a citra hop beer. Yeah, yeah. Have you have you had that? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's in the supermarket here. It's it's uh, it's quite a popular one. Oh, okay. It's, yeah, it's it's a it's a dangerous heavy one. It's, okay. It's over <laughs> oh, that's. It sounded good, but I don't know. I don't know that we've seen it around anywhere. So we were like curious. Well, what is it like? Yeah, yeah it's good. It's really good. They had, they had a, a series of of, of uh, different kind of uh, hops, and they produced a, a, a Duval triple hop every year or every half year. Okay. With, uh, with different kind of hops. So and and the one that won the the, the contest was was the the the, the Citra. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. It's uh, I yeah, I, I want to try to. Find, I don't know if they if they distribute that to the states, but I'd love to try to find it if they do. Um, really, so, really good. So, um, it's interesting that you're into the New, New England IPA and the American IPA craze, and so much of what drives those those flavors is the is the hops that you're using. Are you are you do you have access to to fresh ish American hops, or are you making those styles with some more noble hops? Uh, both. Um, we can we can buy them. Sure. Uh, Get some good brew markets here, and uh, but we have our own hops growing in the, in our yards. Buddy of mine, he's got an old an old farm. Um, that's where our brewery is situated. We started here in my my shed here a couple of years ago. Actually, we started in his kitchen, then to my shed, sure, and then this 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 old farm. So we get plenty of room now. We we, we grow grow our own hops. So uh, there's a variety of six seven hops that All we right. grow. Customers. And uh, a couple, of, couple, of, couple of American ones, a couple of German ones. Um, Cascade is yeah, it's always a popular one. Comet. Um, so uh, yeah, we also have access to, to Citra, but we have to buy it. You have to buy Citra. So, um, so that brings up kind of an interesting point. Before we uh, before we started the show, um, I asked about whether or not you could sell your homebrew in Holland. That's always a question I have when I talk to people in different countries. I'm like, oh, somewhere there has to be a place where you can sell your homebrew. You can't in Holland, uh, but are you able to monetize your, your hop growing? Harvest a couple of kilos, so like like Cascade is is uh, we had three or four kilos sure last year. Um, Comet maybe one or one or two kilos. So it's 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 yeah. If you if you brew IPAs, then then uh, the average batch is two or three batches in your your out of your you're you're out of your hops, yeah. So you're, yeah. 
you're you're eight years into homebrewing now. How long into uh, eight-ish years, right? 2011. By the way, eight is also the number of pounds that four kilos is for our American. He did not know that. No, don't apologize. I'll, I'll update it if I feel it's important. Yeah, use your. Uh, but so, how long into homebrewing did you start growing your own hops? Uh, since since my buddy bought his farm, it's like three, four years ago. Three, okay. Yeah, three, four years ago. Yeah. So you're kind of in the sweet spot now where you're getting good yields every year. The, the hops are more mature, yeah. things like that. Did you guys start with... Well, the Heart Special. That's, that's the one that we, we, the batch that we brew with our own hops is the Heart Special. All right. Now, are you... So it's kind of cool when you're when you're brewing like that, you can do you can do a lot of different things. Are you... are you ever, Do you make any fresh hop beers or are you you drying all the hops before you ever use them? Yeah, yeah. That's, that's the, the, the thing we do now. We, we were looking into that, that option as well, but at the moment we... We dry our own hops. We uh, so we harvest them, and harvesting is, is, is quite a mission. It's uh, it's it, we, we we grow them sky high, so six seven meters. That's about how many feet? A uh, million. It's, it's like it's nine like 21 feet. bajillion. Twenty one feet. Yeah, yeah, yeah twenty one feet or so. Yeah. So that's that's so it, 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 it's quite a mission to to harvest them. But, uh, we, we try to do it all uh, per kind of hop in, in, in one go and uh, so sometimes it's, it's, it's about we work up until 10 o'clock at night by picking all the hops and, and then we made our own dry cabinets and then, then we uh, vacuumized them sure. and put them in the, in, the, in, the, in the fridge so when you uh, when you guys are going to the to the brew shops are you getting are you getting sort of dry uh, whole cone hops or, or are you also like brewing with pellet hops when you buy hops yeah, it's both. Both. We recently, especially for the uh, during the boiling and, and uh, but also with dry hopping, we, we start using pellets. Yeah, we've, we've used the full full cones uh, up until a couple of months ago. Sure. But we 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 yeah, read an awful lot of articles about the difference between using pellets and using full cones, and then the, the, I do see a, a, a huge advantage in using using pellets. Um, it's it's. Um, our results are getting better, so uh, it definitely make, definitely makes a difference. Sure. So, are you um, you see that advantage? So, you're using pellets primarily in the dry hop, but still using the whole cone in the in the boil. Um, last batch we brewed yesterday, it's it's we used pellets in the in the in the in the, in the boiling kettle as well. Oh, sure, sure. But are, but you're not using you're not like pelletizing your own hops. So, if you're using your stuff, it's it's dry. Oh. Like vacuum yeah, seal. Again, we, we 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 have the option to do it, and then we we've harvested our hops last year, September October, mm, yeah. uh, uh, and I think if, if we're going to use them, we, we're going to uh, run them through a blender. Right. So we uh, uh, then you get more contact with with the with the uh, with the liquids uh, oh, while using. Right. That's pretty fascinating. So, so I think hop growing. There's definitely some regions in the U.S. where we can grow hops uh, pretty successfully. Jason and I live just south, really, of where you need to be. Like you can grow hops here, but it's not super successful. Um, mm-hmm. What advice do you have for like someone who's like maybe wants to start a hop hop farm? Like uh, maybe not at a farm, but let's say I wanted to to grow, a, uh, get a couple plants going, and like maybe a garden in the backyard or something like that. Well, really, how many, how much, how much do you need to grow in order to actually use? the hops like to have enough to do something with how much do how much space do i need uh, you don't need much space you need, you need, you need uh, let's say uh two meters by six and but you need height so you need a kind of construction okay. that you can because it, it's 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 getting easily yeah like like 20 feet it's it's easily reaching 20 feet but you need patience you need okay. patience is the the, the, the 
the most unique because it, it, after three years, the, the plant will, will get its full grown uh, and, 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 and um, produces a, a, enough hops to to, uh, to be used for, for, for brewing. The, the, the first year, will, you will you will get definitely get some some, some hops of it, and the second year, but but if you uh, if you have the patience to wait for a couple of years, the, the plant will mature, and the roots, especially the roots of the plants, you need to keep. They, 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 they will mature and then, then will give us full uh, production. So you need patience. Okay. Patience is yeah. what you need. And that's what all our home brews doesn't have. We, we don't have patience because we, we open our, our bottles when, after a week after bottling because we want to taste yeah. it. And then, then after the second week and, and, and almost your whole batch is, is, is gone. And then after, after and then you, that, that last single bottle, you think, oh, I wish I had more patience and kept the whole batch and waited. Yeah, now I have a. Hey, I mean, my last three were carbonated. They were fantastic. <laughs> yeah, patience, patience. That, that's what we need. So you, you guys, uh, make your own. You, you guys built your own system. And uh, if, if you want to follow the the Hartel Brewery on on Twitter and Facebook, you can, and you can see some cool pictures of the, of the stuff they're building. Um, can you talk about like access to nice homebrewing equipment in Holland? Is that is it readily available, or do you have to work to get some of that nicer equipment? No, no, it's, it's 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 available, and there's a, there's a lot of a lot of things ongoing at the moment. There's, there's a, the, the whole homebrewing market is, is is booming at the moment. Uh, in the old days, there were uh, was always Belgium used to be part of Holland as well. Uh, Two hundred years ago, then mm. Belgium got separated. Um, and the, the region I live in, in the south, it, it used to be combined with Belgium, and we used to have a lot of breweries, but it was also not really competition, but uh, up until a couple of years ago, the majority of the breweries were in Belgium. But now, since two years, there are more breweries in Holland than in Belgium. Uh, so that it's the market, and I'm not only talking about home brewers, but, but also uh, officially licensed breweries. Uh, right, so that whole right. market is, is, is going uphill. Uh, and, and with that, you see a lot of companies uh, jumping on the wagon and, and trying to sell kit and equipment. And um, so there's a lot of competition at the moment ongoing. But there's, there's a there's a there's a good good market in there. There's there's, there's a couple of good suppliers uh, within within our region. And of course, internet is 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 is, um, is, is well organized in Holland. So we we can we can buy anything online and. I've, Anything above, I think, a hundred euros, you, you, you get ships for free. So yeah, oh, yeah. Nice. so it's 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 yeah, we're uh, we're good. Yeah, that's excellent. So and you guys started, of course, in a kitchen, and you moved to a shed, and now you have a, a nice place on a farm. So what's your what's your setup look like these days? Yeah, we we, we got a nice setup. We got a we got a, we, we build our own herms, hundred liter hundred liter uh, barrels. Like uh, we got a hot liquor tank with heat exchange. We got a max tank for hundred liters. We got a boiling kettle as well, hundred liters. Uh, but our limitation at the moment is our yeast um, vessels. Oh, really? It's, um, two times thirty liters. Yeah, max. Right. We, we never I mean, fill to thirty. A hundred liters is like twenty-five gallons, or like a yeah. like a barrel system, like a one-barrel system. Yeah. yeah. So we can do split batches. We, we we can brew one batch and and use two different kind of yeast or, or two different kind of dry hop material. Or, or, so we can we can split batches. That's that's all we can. Yeah. Right. So, uh, what, what you mentioned your limitation is is yeast. What what sort of like do you have? Uh, what are, what are the yeast options like from the homebrew shops or, or like where are you, where are you sourcing your yeast? Um, same same anything is available. We we we, we can use the ye smack packs. We've done it in, in, in the past. Sure. Okay. We yeah. now the, my, my my body is really focused on, on, on harvesting our own 
the yeast and, and, and reusing it as well. Uh, mm -hmm. The yeah. best that we brew now is, is, is from, from yeast that we uh, harvest again and, and are reusing it again. So it's, it's that's going nice. quite well. We're gonna, uh, really, really looking into that as well. Um, dry yeast. But that's the, the, the thing what we do with, with our split batches is, is that we, we try different kind of yeasts or we try different kind of methods just to, to see what, what effect it has on, 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 on the same batch of beer. And it's, it's remarkable, yeah. and that's, that's the way we learn. We, we don't just brew um, all the different kind of beers every time. We, we sometimes we, we we brew a Belgian triple, for example, for for ten times in a row. But we change one one step to see what the effect of that step is, or or, or split yeast, or or different kind of hops. And that's that's the way we we've learned to brew beer. Yeah. So how many batches? That, that's a lot of brewing. How many batches are you guys rocking out in like a in a in a in a year? Uh, ooh, that's a good question. I don't know. It's, it, we're, to be honest, we're pretty slow at the moment. We're just one of the one a month uh, now. But we, okay. we, we, yeah, we, we last year we we've done a bit more. Uh, so it's it's going up and down. It depends on we we're both, we're both working as well, uh, high demanding jobs. Uh, mm. I'm traveling a lot, so uh, that's that's sure. uh, for my work. So that's that's sometimes a big influence on on um, how much we can brew. But uh, yeah, it's going up and down. Well, I mean, but still, you're able to brew, brew. You you kind of have a one barrel set up, or probably you're able to brew like a half barrel of beer, which is a lot of beer when you brew for a month. So what do you? What do you, I mean? I think one of the challenges for for me, and I only brew five gallons at a time, but I don't I don't need to drink that much beer. So what do you do with your beer? Like like do you have do you have ready takers or how's that go? Uh, we, we get a couple of couple of uh, fans, as we call it. My dad's yeah. one of them. Uh, he he brews with we got a couple of friends and we, we give it away. We um, have a birthday party with our own beer. So it's, it's uh, so are there any, I, I know you mentioned you make like a, you'd make like a triple the, the same way for, for a whole bunch, but do your, do your fans ever drive uh, recipe creations or changes? Uh, good question. Um, I don't, don't want to sound arrogant, but not at the moment. Uh, everybody's sure. enthusiastic. Uh, they're, yeah, they're fans. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, well, but well, 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 I think just, <laughs> he's not into IPA, so he uh, he just hmm. <laughs> you familiar with with the Rattler? The yeah, beer? like the, with lemonade. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He said, oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Like So that was one of the comments we were not waiting for, but it's it's uh, <laughs> it's funny. <laughs> but <laughs> was that was that homegrown yeah. hops or oh, or was, was one that of our uh, specials? Yeah, indeed, with our own hops. It was really, 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 yeah. really. You know yeah. what? I, I get his point, but it's it's it wasn't Rodwell at all. I mean, if he if he if if he's like you know what, there are flavors of grapefruit in here. I'll take that. Yeah. You know what that that can happen. Yeah. I'll I'll live with I that. that. No no offense. Yeah, I, mean, he, that, he, yeah, I, I, I get his point, but it's uh, I'm not a big Rodwell fan, so it's. Uh, yeah, you're yeah. like I'm not I'm not trying to make a Rattler. I don't want to. <laughs> I don't want to. I'm drinking juice. I'm drinking yeah. juice. Like okay, so are you guys making New England IPAs? Yeah. Like yeah, when do you guys start doing that? Uh, basically, uh, I think two years okay. ago, uh, I had a couple of couple of good ones. When I, I was funny enough in, in the south of uh, US, I was in Houston. Um, I've tasted a couple of. They had a huge variety of choice in the supermarket up there. And I stayed there in an apartment for two weeks, um, and I had a couple of good ones. And, and especially every time I had a beer, which I thought, ah, oh, this this one is really mm -hmm. really special. It was a was New England style IPA, so I started reading about it and, 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 and together with my buddy, 
uh, we started to dig in mm. the recipes and and, uh, and and that's what we started to brew um, a, a couple of new England style IPAs for ourselves as well and uh, I think to be honest it's, it, we got two uh, two varieties of IPAs that we brew it's, it, it's the smash sure. single malt single hop uh, um, and and the New England recipe and the, 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 these are our favorites as well uh, yeah. So, what's your New England recipe look like? So, so Jason and I—I uh, don't know if Jason knows this. Jason and I are about to co-create a New England IPA recipe with one of our former uh, guests on the show. Uh, Wait, with our for- which former guest? Exit, uh, Nick from Exit Twelve. Oh, okay. All right, uh, yeah. And on, on the show, we came up with a, a kick-ass beer name um, uh, for a New England IPA called Dank Fireworks. So, Wait, we're gonna was make- I was I there for that show? You were. Good uh, lord. <laughs> So we're going to make a beer called Dank Fireworks. Do you have any recipe tips for us or anybody trying to make a dank beer? <laughs> yeah, that's, 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 the, that's the beauty of, of, uh, of the New England IPAs. You, you, can, you can use so many additional malts. Like, like uh, the, uh, um, what kind of malts? That's, that's where we get. I'm, I'm not a native sure. speaker, so the, the, the malt... Names are, are, are in Dutch, so I need, I need to. Ooh. We'll look them up after. I want to yeah, hear them. Yeah, give, give them to us in Dutch, and then uh, we'll we'll put them in the show notes or the shots, as we like to call them. Yeah, yeah. I, I need to. I need. I need to quickly see. This I I should say also that um I I haven't actually had the Lagunitas IPA before, but it reminds me of yeah. like when I first started drinking IPAs. There's a weird nostalgia to this you know particular it, beer that I've never had before. It's, it's really good. I've never had one either until today. It tastes like Goose Island used to take taste before Anheuser Busch bought them. It, oh, it's, it's funny enough. I was I was about to say the same thing. I, I, one of the one the other ones that tasted for it was was Goose Island, and uh, I think with the and you had uh, I'm trying to remember the, the name of the other brewery um, from California. Oh, Sierra Nevada. Sure, yeah. 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 These, these were the ones that, that were starting this whole. Um, it's like a. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. And yeah. Stone. Stone. Stone is good. Stone is a good one too. Stone makes some some pretty fantastic beers. Yeah. Yeah. So who who who's making beer for you? Like if you're going to a a, a craft brewery in in Holland uh, to get an IPA, like what are some breweries locally that make beer that you like to drink? Yeah. No, no, you, you, now you get some some really good names. You, uh, you get. Uh, Case, case, yeah. That's 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 a, uh, a, a brewery um, in Southwest. Sure. Uh, you write Kilo Echo Echo Sharon. Case, okay, case. yeah. And uh, another one is uh, from the Mola. Uh, I think I've, I've seen a couple of them in in, in US okay, as well. Yeah, I look. Uh, um, yeah, this is a huge variety at the moment. Um, what else do we have? Yopen. Yopen is, is uh, Juliet, Oscar, Papa, Echo, November. Yopen, yeah. Uh, yeah. That's, that's, that's also a, a brand you start seeing all over the globe. Okay, now. yeah. So that's kind of cool because yeah. I was looking yesterday for, for craft, uh, craft, craft Holland beers that were shooting in the U.S. And it was, it's a hard thing to search for. Uh, and everything that came up was, was it wasn't craft beers. It was like, you know, some of the older style brands that, that, that you know. Um, so, so, uh, so, so uh, this is the thing I'm a little, I'm always curious about, um, what the homebrew scene in, um, in your area, 
right? When did that start to take off? Or has that just always been constantly like there have always been homebrewers around and then you just got into it in 2011 or in 2011, something happened, there was a shift and a lot of people became interested in it. Like what, what was that like when you got, what was the scene like when you started brewing? Yeah, I think, I think it's exactly as you mentioned. Uh, it's, it starts 2010, mm. 2012, 2014. That's, that's where the whole homebrewing market started to, to be. Okay. It's always been there. I'm, I'm, I've been reading a lot of books and I've been reading and speaking to a lot of people. And there's always been a, a homebrew scene in Holland uh, ever since. But um, I think it's, it's, it's pretty much linked to what happened sure. in the U.S. And I think it's, it's triggered by what happened in the U.S. Uh, the whole homebrew scene. Yeah. And it started somewhere around that, yeah. that area. I'm not sure about so you have you have a guy that you brew with um regularly at at uh at the Hartel Home Brewery. Um, how how well connected are you to to other home brewers? Do you guys have like a homebrew club or something like that? Uh, yeah, we're, we're, we're um, yeah. There's there's a couple of couple of things that we can go to. There's there's uh, uh, communities. There's 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 parties. There's there's uh, big events here, and especially where I'm from, Breda, which is South in Holland, uh, we got two big, big events with uh, craft breweries. Uh, one in April, one in September. So one, one starting a summer, one at the end of the summer. Which is, uh, the last one was just two weeks ago. Where we had sixty plus uh, craft breweries there. Nice. So it's, it's, it's uh, yeah, it's, uh, there's a lot of events. I think if you, if you, if you try hard, you can, you, you can find your event every, every week. What? One of the cool things that ha- happens in the United States is the craft brewers, especially the smaller craft brewers, have really good relationships with home brewers or some of them. So um, they'll do things like uh, host homebrew club meetings, or or in in some cases, if you build a good relationship with the brewer, you can even go in and they'll they'll give you some of their harvested yeast and let you brew. Is that is that are, are craft breweries reaching out to home brewers in this way? Yeah, yeah, it's 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 the same. Uh, and you see a lot of, a lot of people find themselves. Certain- find each other on the internet as well, uh, not only on Twitter, but also on, on various other social media. Uh, and, and there's options to, to buy certain badges or, or, or even even get your own. Because uh, if, 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 for a homebrewer, if, if, if you get a, a huge community of friends, uh, it's easy to buy uh, 2,000 liters of beer and, and, and sell it. So, so some, some people take that option. And then uh, I think that's the minimum amount you need. Yeah, some some... some Official breweries go for smaller batches, but I think for for the bigger breweries they go for two thousand liters. So how many gallons is that? Uh, all of them. That is five hundred and five hundred and thirty uh, gallons. Yeah, there's a minimum amount you need to need to buy. So there's, there's a lot of interaction between the home brewers and the and the and the and the, and the, and the big breweries. Because in the end, uh, the, the 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 breweries they need uh, clients as well. They need they need people to. Um, I said they need a business, yeah. so it's it's. I think it's it's a it's a win win if they uh, if they get. And there is a thing about you know home brewers. We do it because we love beer, and people running small breweries do it because they love beer. It, I had a point, and it's gone. It's gone forever. My my point is, there's a synergy there that just kind of works if you all become friends. And I'm saying it very dumbly. You were trying so hard to come up with something dumb earlier. I know, and now I have officially indumbed the words. But, I, 
linked to my what I said win win. Yeah, situation. it it is it's a it's a win win situation. Um, yeah. Uh, well, Jason was coming with that. So so um, the 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 size of brew you're talking about is like a it's like a 15 barrel system. Yeah, like like in the United States, which is that, that's pretty reason. Like we have like some nano breweries that will open up one barrel systems. Um, so they're they're doing like 30 gallons or. Well, and what I like about that is that they, especially like the smaller breweries that are also because Deviant, right? Deviant has a seven barrel system. Oh, so, they're much bigger than they. So, oh, Jesus. So seven. It, yeah, that's like us, uh, eight hundred liters. Uh, I, don't, I don't want any listeners at home to think that Aaron can actually do math, dude. I, obviously, there's Google on a computer. I want people to know that he's typing these things into Google Calculate. Yeah, so so like eight hundred liters is is the size of the system that like one of our that's kind of that's kind of a fun system. But a lot of the guys like any any breweries over here that distribute more widely than like their neighborhood are typically on on fifteen barrels or better, um, and fifteen barrels or better is like sixteen hundred or more liters in one batch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's pretty similar. Um, yeah. that's pretty fun. We're gonna take uh, J- Jason really really uh, landed us down nicely into this break. <laughs> With his, uh, with uh, <laughs> Jason really killed the mojo of the of the conversation. So we're gonna take we're gonna take a quick break as we're about uh, halfway through, and then we come back. We like to on the second half. We'll uh, we'll have a little more fun. We'll play. We'll get Jason's uh, off the wall question. We'll play a game like called Tap on Tap. We'll see you in a, in a few. this like in, enthusiastic the word where it comes from no so so ent- enthusiastic actually that reminds me enthusiastic yeah. is uh, uh from greek right uh yeah. which is means the god within like in theos um and it's it specifically it, it actually specifically refers to when you get drunk because Dionysus comes into you and pushes you out, so you're enthusiastic. The God is within you. Anything you do when you're drunk is not you. It's Dionysus doing weird shit. So the weird shit you do when you're drunk is Dionysus. It's not you. And that's being enthusiastic. And I love everything about that. I don't think... Yeah, it's funny. It's funny. I, I don't think I want to attribute... I don't think I want to attribute the things that I do when I'm drunk to God. That's... Well, but it's, it's 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 a it's it's a god. It's a he's a trickster god. Oh, it's the trickster god. Okay, okay. Ish. Sorry, I'm not, I'm not very I'm not very I'm not very into the polytheistic. I don't know what I don't know the stuff. I'm so sorry that I didn't know that Dionysus was a trickster god. The, Dionysus is an interesting god. He's the twice dead, the twice born. Uh, there's all all kinds of interesting things about him. He, he's not originally a part of the Greek pantheon, and that's sort of. Um, I mean, he was, and then he died, and then he rose again, and then he died. Well, again. Th- there's a whole thing about him coming from, uh, I think, the east. Like, if you read his like origin origin story, like his goddamn comic book character, if you read his origin story, he comes from the east, and some people theorize that that means that he is of another religion that was slowly adopted that came in from the east. I think when you say um, his goddamned. Comic book. <laughs> when you're talking specifically about a god, I think that has a different meaning, right? That's a that's a that's a good point. Yeah. Uh, um, what town are you from? What's guys? What's the, what's the town that you're? Oh, uh, we're from uh, Indianapolis, Indianapolis, Indiana. So the heart of the, the heart of the Midwest is the, where we're from. Uh, race town, the racing capital of the world, is what we say. 
I don't. I've just watched Formula One. Oh guys. yeah, absolutely. That's much more exciting than. Well, okay, I don't know if it's much more exciting. I I think Formula One's cooler than IndyCar, but that's 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 just me. The one Dutch guy, which was the champion in the Indy 500 years Dutch? ago. Ari, Ari Leyendijk, yeah, yeah, yeah. My mo- my mother fancied Ari Leyendijk. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> she she thought he was a she thought he was a sporting chap. Is he yeah. the one? No, no, this no, no. A lovely Ever- chap. Yeah, he was. Apparently, he was very fetching at the time that he won the race. I don't know. You know, I'm sure he's beautiful inside and out still. Um, that's good stuff. So let's uh, let's continue to uh, to 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 talk about. So I, I think what's interesting. We, we I don't think we talked enough about like the the community kind of aspect of what of what you're doing there because you're you're growing your own hops and you're making enough beer and you have fans and you're and, and you're sharing it so like can you can you talk about like what you know how big is that fan group not that big it's 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 10 10 15 that's more than we have that's more than we have <laughs> do you have any aspirations to grow that fan group we got a lot of followers on twitter uh, for some reason, I don't know. With a lot Pretty of US pictures. followers, uh, because we, we are very US orientated, we, we follow a lot of what's going on there because that's that's the kind of beer and culture that we we want to we want to follow and we want to. There's a lot of things going on in US at the moment that we we're very interested in. So um, yeah, it's it's uh, within our own group. It's it's like friends and friends from friends. So that. that, that Gives you 10, 15, sure. 20 people. Yeah, yeah. So, can you talk about things that are happening in the American homebrew culture that are specifically exciting for you guys? Um, yeah, it's, it's directly related to, to dry hopping and, and the way it's been, been done. Um, and this, this, the, the, the thing is, it's, um, all the breweries at the moment are, are trying to find their, 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 the exact way of, of, of dry hopping. How do you do it? In, 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 uh, do we uh, cold crash afterwards or not? Do we? Uh, what kind of temperatures do we use afterwards? Uh, what's the moment that we uh, that we dry up high crowding or stable gravity right. or both? Or uh, there's, a, there's a lot of options which gives a totally different taste to beer, and, and that's the thing I, I love. So what, about. What, what's your opinion? Like, like I mean, there's a, a lot of uh, like like what I've read about about this suggests that if you're going to dry hop dry hop during active fermentation. You're giving up a lot of control, but you're going to get a lot of interesting shit. Do you, is that your yeah. experience, or do you feel like you've been able to re- do repeatable things with, when dry hopping during during fermentation? No, it's it's definitely our experience as well. And and, and, and you see, it's it's, um, it, it's you can you can add a, a huge amount of hops, uh, but, but um, the, the moment of when you add the hops and when you get them uh, get them out again, it's um, that's that's quite quite important because uh, it, it's not a case of, of, of putting putting a huge amount of hops in there and just leave it for for a while because it, um, it's 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 a uh, the graphics goes like it's it's sure. a curve. He so made a bell curve for the we, listeners. We found out that within four or five days you get the maximum amount of effect, and if you leave it longer, you'll you'll drop again. So it's it's um, it's a matter of, of of timing. It's a matter of finding the right moment. To, to add the hops and, and, and remove them again and and then um, second question is do we cold crash or do we just leave it as it is that's something that we're trying to find out now we our previous batch that we've done now it's it's uh, it's, it's uh, double dry hops high crowds stable gravity and we've cold crashed to 
I think three or four degrees Celsius. Uh, and, and this batch, we've we've done the same uh, same process, same mm. recipe, only to do from mosaic to citron hop, uh, and then we we never got a cold crash. We're gonna see we're gonna see what what, what kind of difference. Yeah, when you're cold crashing, and that's like forty degrees Fahrenheit for our fond American listeners. Yeah. So um, that's a reasonable cold crashing. Uh, temperature well, well i think one of the interesting thing is if, if you if you want all that hot flavor and if that style can be a little hazy or cloudy without without being a problem like you know you, the mm. cold crash isn't something you're you know used to if you're making a west coast ipa you cold crash so that it's clear if you're making a a, yeah. a new england ipa like you have to ask yourself the question why am i cold crashing and is it to get like vegetal flavor out or or hot matter particulate out so that it's not too you know chewy or grainy or i mean I don't know what your thoughts are on that. Yeah, the, the, the one that we're brewing now to, to uh, make things clear is it, we, we, uh, it's a smash, single malt, single hop. So it's, uh, yeah, just pure for experiments to see what, what, what it does. Um, I must say the, the, the results from, from the first one was quite yeah. quite good. Um, cold crashed, nice clear beer, uh, smells like fruits, um, tasted like, yeah, like, like a real mosaic. IPA, smash yeah. IPA, should taste. So it, I'm really happy with the results, and uh, so I'm really curious about, about this one. If, if we don't cold crash, because if I read the articles and if I, I read what, what the experiences of, of our fellow brewers are, is that cold crashing has, doesn't have a huge effect on, on, on these kind of kind of. It's, it's more or less about getting all the dirty yeah. stuff out, and and it doesn't have a huge effect on the, the taste. But I'm, I'm curious. I'm, I'm really curious. What yeah, I mean, I, I tend to think that's that's accurate. I think I think it's really about the appearance for for the cold crashing. So if you're making a New England IPA, you know, there's necessarily not necessarily yeah. any reason to. In fact, if you want to Instagram that New England IPA, you might not want a cold crash because you might take away some of that uh, some of that you know milk milk shaky appearance. Fucking <laughs> when we were talking with uh, Josh at uh, Central State, yeah, and he's talking about how people are like, but how hazy is it? Yeah. I'm like, well, it doesn't matter if it tastes good. It can be as hazy as it needs to be. Right, right, right. Yeah. So um, so I, I think right now we've talked a lot about hops and we've talked a lot about some, some technical stuff. And I think whenever whenever we get kind of too focused on technical things, I like to switch gears a little bit. And I like to ask Jason to, to lead us in his off-the-wall question. Yep. If you're not familiar with the show, the off-the-wall question from Jason has only one rule, and that is that Jason will ask a question and uh, – that's two rules. Jason will ask a question <laughs> uh, and it will have nothing to do with beer or brewing. We so, have three rules. Jason, uh, at this time, I would like you to ask your off-the-wall question. You ever, um, you ever, uh, you ever put Japanese mayonnaise on your French fries? Oh, no. you should. Oh, it is. Well, okay. I should say I haven't either, but like I've done, you know, like. Have you seen? Huh? Have you seen Pulp Fiction? Uh, yeah, a long time ago. A Royale with cheese. One, one quite important scene in there, which, which, uh, which is about Amsterdam. They put mayonnaise on the French yeah. fries. They fucking really shit. They say. <laughs> I don't. I, yeah. I, that's that's the way we eat our French fries. We put a lot of mayonnaise on there. But Japanese mayonnaise. What was Japanese mayonnaise, Jason? Yeah, Japanese mayonnaise has. It's weird to describe. It's not so different from every other mayonnaise that you'll be blown away. But it, it has a weird, like maybe a, a tinge more vinegary 
and it might just be that like they're they're adding vinegar that's like rice wine vinegar. I'm not entirely sure. I only had it for the first time. Say that again. That, that can be if you if you make your own mayonnaise, it's it, it's oil and and uh, turbo oil turbo mayonnaise, some some mustard, uh, two egg, uh, how do you binding, call it? Uh, binding yolks. agent. Oh, like the the egg yolks. yolks. Start dripping the oil, and, and up until the moment it starts to bind. But the amount of vinegar that you add will, will determine the, the end results, and a different kind of vinegar will, will determine um, if, if it's more stronger mayonnaise or not but I, I it's an assumption because I've never I've never tasted Japanese mayonnaise but it, it can be the case that they use a different kind of different kind of vinegar but, course, but you yeah. do eat mayonnaise on fries like there's a regular that's a that's a, that's a, that's a, that's a Dutch thing to eat mayonnaise on the fries there oh yeah oh it's it just not, a lot not, of are you ever have you ever just, tried to mix the mayonnaise with ketchup and oh it's ketchup is good. garbage ketchup is garbage no, I, and I am I okay I go against everything that it means to be an American. By I'm basically outing myself as a terrorist right now. That's incorrect. Ketchup is garbage. It Ke- does not belong on French fries. I really don't like ketchup on French fries by itself, but I will mix <laughs> ketchup and mayonnaise. You should try it. Okay, I'll, yeah. I'll do that. But it's, it's, it does style French fries. It's, it's just a huge amount of French fries and, and a huge amount of mayonnaise. Just it's like a cone. Like, do you... Just, I don't know why they don't have this like we can get poutine in America we can get you can't there's one place that will do uh, Bruges Bruges has Dutch there's a restaurant called Bruges in Indianapolis that does uh, palm frites yeah oh you can get oh that makes sense you can get mayonnaise on you you can get mayonnaise or you can get aioli they also make a Belgian triple that is very very good so maybe if you ever come to Indianapolis you should stop at Bruges and get some pommes frites with mayonnaise and a Belgian triple (laughs) don't get don't get pommes frites it's uh they only will sell you one and they only let you they only sell you one glass that's not that's not true I had a I had a buddy of mine who's I don't know he's pushing 400 pounds they let him have like four of them Oh well. yeah, it it was uh they're they're one of the first craft breweries in Indianapolis. Like they predate the whole craft brewery movement. It's like them and uh, the Broad Ripple Brew Pub. Yeah, um, back in the I want to say like the nineties. I like the the Broad Ripple Brew Pub is a is a is a, a brewery in Indianapolis that it's it's old. It predates the the craft beer boom, and they do a lot of British styles, which is interesting. So. Uh, it's my go-to place to get an ESB, which you, it's hard to find a good ESB in the in the states. That's good stuff. Do, are there any so so? But you talked about Belgian beer, you, of course, like the IPAs. Are there any other kind of styles that 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 you're into or like to drink, uh, even if you're not brewing them? Um, yeah, IPAs is for me. New England IPAs is number one. Belgian beers uh, in any way or form. There's a lot of varieties already in, in, in what you call Belgian beers because you, you can you have. Your blondes, yeah. your double, darker one. You got your triples. You got your quadruple. The heavy, the heavy like the Rush Four. Uh, not sure if, if they sell them in the US, but it's it's like a heavy, heavy quadruple beer, like over ten percent, close to eleven percent. Uh, so that's that's already a, a whole variety within a certain yeah, style of Belgian beers. Um, Does that? Th- th- Yes. Does that influence your your New England yeah. IPA brewing? I, I know that Belgian beers are, are a lot of times very yeast forward, and it creates some really interesting flavors. And I think New England IPA styles can kind of take on like like there's more space for some yeasty flavors in there that, that might play with the hops. Yeah. Like wh- what type of yeast are you using when you're making a New England IPA? Um, 
it's the we've used a couple of the Y sure. smackbacks and the thirteen eighteen one three one eight. That's the one 13, we used 18? as well. It's, it's uh, was it London Ale or something? Thirteen eighteen is London Ale, yeah, London Ale yeast. That's one. That was one of our yeah, favorites. So, so as you're well. not you're not actually trying to get like any like the banana or the bubblegum flavors that you might find <laughs> in a Belgian beer into your into your New England IPAs. P- okay. We try to get our temperatures pretty low, and, and the, the way we ferment, we get our own fermenting uh, fridge yeah. with, a, with a computer, uh, and we try to get our. For example, if your ideal yeast temperature is 20, 20 degrees, which is about sixty, which is sixty-eight. Five if, if, if that's your ideal yeast temperature, we, we, we get a couple of degrees lower uh, and we just turn on the cooler and not the heater. So we, we let the yeast build up the temperature sure. on its own power mm-hmm. up until that level. And then we switch on both so we can keep the temperature on 20. Um, we, we're not going to start at, 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 at the ideal temperature. We, we just let the, 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 the yeast creep up to, up until. I, lo- the I like this plan. I might, I might I might kind of build that into our next our next brew, Jason. I think I think that's a good plan. Um, yeah. So, so if the ideal yeast temperature is sixty eight. We start at sixty four, and we let the, uh, the, the yeast, yeast. produce a lot of yeast. No, 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 sorry, it produces produce yeah. a lot of temperature uh, to to slowly climb up until that ideal temperature. So you don't don't overdo it, and 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 because if, if you start at that that ideal temperature, uh, there's there's a chance that you, within the liquid within the barrel, it will will um, get one or two degrees over, and that, that will already produce a lot of banana flavors or additional flavors. So if you don't want that in your beer, just it's better to keep it lower and and, and be uh, patient. And, and get it to that temperature on, on his right. own power. Well, now you mentioned patience is uh, key for brewers, right? Yeah. If you if you do it lower, you wait a little longer. Well, and I think... Uh, yeah, yeah, it is. It is. It's, it's a big you, learning curve. You, Aaron, you were trying to... Uh, you were talking about, like, uh, IPA style, like a Belgian yeast with an IPA. Yeah, I think it'd be interesting to, like, try to actually make a New England IPA that had some of that Belgian flavor. People have people have tried like people have produced West Coast style Belgian uh like Belgian yeast West Coast hopped style beers. Like Belgian IPAs or or something to that effect. I've had them before. I'm not a huge fan. Well, I mean I I agree. I so so the 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 difference for me like I I don't want to drink a uh, a uh, uh, hoppy beer where it's hop bitterness. That's that's the forward aspect with mm. those Belgian flavors, but the New England IPA, you're getting a different character from the hops. Oh, that uh, that I don't know. You're, this you're was like years like, ago when you're I getting had like flavor and aroma. I think it'd be interesting. I think you could. I think you could play with it. Yeah, I, that. My opinion, it's, it's uh, especially from 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 the Belgian style beers that that's, that's the yeast that determines the taste. They're they're quite keen on on, on, on their yeast style, and then um, and the ingredients are are added. Um, to, to, yeah, it's 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 it, it, the yeast is, is the most important part. Where in the IPAs, it's it's the hop variety and, and the way you use the hops and, and, and the hop rocket or, or dry hopping or double yeah. dry hopping that will that will that will give the uh, distinctive taste of that beer. But if you try to put both in, for me, it's always over sure. the top. I'm always mixed up. My mind just just can't follow the the whole. Maybe it's, it's just me, but it, I think it's 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 either one of them. It's it's like. Belgium style yeast dominated or 
right. I, I, think that's a fair I, point. I agree. Every time, every time that I've tried, I'm not saying that you can't do it correctly, or maybe correct. Not. I, I'm not saying that people can't do it well. Maybe it's out there somewhere, and I haven't had it. But every time I've had it, it's been uh, too far one way or the other. There's not that synergy that you would hope for. It's not the um, "you got your chocolate and my peanut butter" kind of situation. Chocolate and peanut butter? Yeah. Well, actually, you know, I don't know anything about <laughs> chocolate and peanut butter, but what I do know <laughs> is that it's about time to play Tap Untapped. Uh, so we're going to have a little bit of fun. Uh, I mentioned uh, uh, before the show, we have uh, our game is Tap Untapped. So I'm going to read you three untapped reviews. Um, for the listeners at home, I always like to try to pick a local beer. So this is a, a, Holland, uh, a beer from Holland, a Dutch beer, um, a Dutch craft brewery, in fact. And because most of the people who drink this beer are uh, are from Holland, the uh, Google Translate was important uh, in in the uh, relaying of these comments. This is can, our first okay, ever. Hold on, can I ask Google you, Translate powered tap untapped? I, I want to ask another question, Aaron. How familiar are you uh, with the? Uh, how uh, do you know how far this brewery is from our guests' actual no, home? I okay, I, b- I believe it's in All Amsterdam, right. which you said is, a, is not that far from you. But I'm not certain that it's in Amsterdam because I didn't try that. Hard. Well, but like Jupiter's not that far from us compared to like other places in the universe. I mean, I I, I don't know. <laughs> I, I think it's in Amsterdam, but I'm not certain. Okay. All right. Close to Amsterdam. to Amsterdam. I live an hour's drive from Amsterdam, which is half an hour from from Antwerp, which is in Belgium. Yeah. So either way, so I could have picked a I could have picked a Belgian beer. It may have been closer to home, but uh, I didn't. So hey, here we go. Uh, <laughs> so um, this uh, so uh, Renee V is drinking this beer, um, and I'm not going to tell you where they're drinking it because I think it might give it away. Uh, normally, I give you as much information as I can, uh, and uh, uh, Renee says it is slightly misty, golden yellow IPA with a foam white head, fruity scent, tropical, fresh taste of tropical fruit, grapefruit, and fairly bitter. Uh, drinking it out of a bottle, and they earned the Bar Explorer, the Middle of the Road, and the Photogenic Brew badges for having drank this beer. Um, so they took a picture. They took a picture. What is the middle of the road badge? I don't know what the middle of the road badge is. Level 16. 16 for drinking. It's really to the Okay. All right. See, so when you know the names of the badges, you can uh, better guess the beer. So this is, that's actually a really good. So I don't know. Uh, our listeners will know. This <laughs> this is uh, one of the better reviews, so um, uh, you can stop me anytime you have a, a guess. Um, the next one is is kind of fun. Uh, Luke B. Uh, Luke B. is drinking this, and I don't know if it's Luke. If, I don't know if I'm saying it right. It's L U U K. Luke Luke yeah is drinking this. Uh, it doesn't say where he's uh, drinking it, but he says good shit. Already many other shit on, so I'm not sure. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if you. I don't know. I think that means he's had a few beers. Le, Luke B is having a day. Yeah. So good shit. Already many other shit on. So I'm not sure. Also uh, drinking out of the bottle. He also earned the middle of the road badge. He's drinking it from a bottle, and he definitely uploaded a picture. Um, this one is fun because it had a reply. Uh, it had a reply to it. Um, so uh, Google Translate didn't handle the reply very well. <laughs> so, um. So, and Google Translate, by the way, has been amazing. So, the the reply translated by Google is veal, 
Many other shit, though. V-E-E-L. V-E-E-L. So the, the Dutch is W-E-L. I'll veil andere shit up. That is very German of you. I, <laughs> I speak more. I speak only a little bit of German. I'm, I'm, my Dutch pronunciation is probably shit like this beer. But no, actually, this beer is good shit. Is, 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 v, is v a W sound in Dutch or is it a V sound? Right. Yeah. Well. Well. Yeah. So, well, I'll veil andere ship up. Whoa. <laughs> it's not an easy it's not quiz, an easy quiz yeah. So anyway, I, I think the person was agreeing that... Uh, I, I think they're trying to say that, yeah, you drink a lot. I think I think they're saying, yeah, you drink a lot. So that, That's court. Yeah. Said yeah, yeah. That, let, but let, let's do this. Let's, uh, we're, we're in the age of technology, so let's... Uh, well, but this is... We still have one more uh, comment to go, we right? We have one more comment to go. So Marlon B. is drinking this uh, beer, and... We're all talking about... Same beer. All three. Beer. Same beer. Yeah, same beer, and then you guessed the beer. Um, he earned the Believe in IPA level 33 badge, and uh, he says, tropical smell, passion fruit, where the taste is fairly superficial, the finish is persistently bitter. That's poetry. Yeah, and that's that's Google Translate. Google Translate is killer shit, wow. man. Last week on our Sparge, it told us how to pour beer from Duvel. That's it's, very it's true. It's really good. It's really good. You can't make fun of it anymore. <laughs> It's, it's, it's really good, but I still I'm still clueless what kind of uh, beer we're talking uh, this about. This person earned the I believe an IPA level thirty three badge. Um, it uh, so I this guess, isn't gonna make this isn't gonna make a ton of uh, difference to you, but the label is sort of reminiscent of perhaps I, I it wouldn't feel out of place on an early three Floyds. I mean, you just, yeah, it's fine. Three Floyds. Yeah. It's got a Three Floyds-like label, if that helps you. <laughs> Which, actually... Uh, you just, just sent me the message. It's, it's like, he confirms that he, they, they drink a lot of beer. <laughs> yeah, so, okay, yeah, yeah. So, so, yeah, so it's good shit, and we've yeah. had a lot of beer. Uh, that one's not that helpful, but yeah. slightly misty golden yellow IPA, yeah. white foam head, fruity scent, tropical, fresh taste. So... Um, there yeah. is also, uh, strangely, oddly, un- unpredictably, there is a callback to the conversation that we had over the break. Which is? Well, when we were talking about enthusiasm and talking about... Uh, um, that that has nothing to do with By the, the way, name. By the way, that's, that's going to be in the show because it was funny. Oh, okay. So it's a callback to earlier when they just heard that. Yeah, so we were originally... So um, we were talking about Dionysus... Right, and I brought up that he was a trickster god, and that is related to this beer. So yeah, trickster god. So uh, we're gonna give you. Uh, let's say, let's say, we'll give you thirty seconds time to figure out what trickster 30s. god. I have to sit here in silence for thirty. No, I'm gonna fill the thirty seconds with talking oh. with with, <laughs> with this trickster god. So it's a trickster god, and it's a tropical beer. And I'm gonna give you the name of the brewery if you don't oh. if you don't give us a good guess. And then we'll see if you can guess the name of the beer. The, the 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 name of the brewery, I believe, is where the trickster god lives. Ooh, so Jason. Or is let Greek. me think about this. So this is the first ever. Jason is bringing Greek That's trivia not, on, this, it's to not, tap on tap. This is not. It's not Greek. It's loosely related to, in fact, a movie that just came out that has made all the money as well. So uh, Val. Uh, oh no, it's W. It's w sound right? Wal- Valhalla. Yeah, yeah well, so, uh, so if I give you Wahala as the brewery, can you guess the beer? I, I've, I've tasted a couple of them. 
did I taste a couple of wahalabias? I know the brewery. Uh, no, no, it is. I'm gonna give you. Let, let's do this. Let's do this. Let's. Uh, I'm gonna try to give you a hand. I'm gonna give. Uh, what do you? What, I'm gonna. Give, are you gonna do? Hold on. Click on that image to see if it's just the can. No. It's, oh yeah. <laughs> well, I'll show you. So it's yeah, it's, it's it's the Walhalla Low Key Golden IPA. Yeah. Loki, Loki being uh, 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 Loki being a character in the, I'm assuming the upcoming Avengers. By upcoming, I mean it's already out. The Avengers movie. I thought Loki meant like down on the down low. That would be Loki. Oh, sorry. Loki <laughs> is um, the trickster god in Norse mythology. Uh, yeah. So, uh, so we have another. And by the way, if, if it's very unlikely that people win tap on, uh, tap on tap, so thank you for playing tap on tap. It's a shit game. Um, it's mostly a chance for us to talk. Yeah, we're glad you had fun. Um, we do have one. Um, we do have one listener who's won it both times he's been on the show, which is crazy. Oh, really? Yeah, exit twelve. It's My this, God, it's like I don't remember that he. Uh, God, we've re- recorded three episodes with him. I've talked with him twice, thrice, thrice, thrice. They were all enjoyable conversations, and yet here I am. Uh, I'll tell him that you send your hatred and non-admiration. Hey, you know what I did, though? I did buy some wax so that next time we send him beer, we can wax the oh, beers. Oh, hell yeah, instead, instead of, of tape them. Yeah, or we can do both. Do you, so do you, ever, do you ever mail beer? Do you ever put beer in the post? No. Oh, yeah. So that's a thing here. We, we it's have, not a thing here. I don't think it's technically legal. It's not legal. That's why you have to like put Tic Tacs in the box so the post office doesn't know that you've you've mailed the beer. So, but it's a you know we, there's a beer trading culture in the United States. So one of our guests he sent us a bunch of beer, and so we felt obliged to send him a bunch of beer back. Uh, but he, he one of the ways he kept the beer from leaking in the box was taping it with electrical tape, and then it tasted like electrical tape. <laughs> so. <laughs> I don't know that we've actually explicitly told him that, so now no, he's you, finding you, out. You told him on oh. the last time we talked. Okay. Man, wow. <laughs> that was like a half hour Robin, of my I, life Robin, I want to thank you for bearing with us in the last five minutes of the podcast where Jason and I just reminisced about all the things Jason has forgotten that happened within the last month. <laughs> oh. Yeah. I yeah. These, my mid-30s are really getting to me, man. I, I don't know what I'm going to do. Um, so I think we are we are coming up on on time for our podcast. So Robin, uh, for our listeners at home, I want to we want to give Robin like a, a special shout out. The Hartel Brewery agreed to come on the show. Uh, I was derelict in my duty. So uh, this is a show that the recording that he uh, agreed to do on like a day and a half notice from across the world. So thank you very much for joining us on the show. Uh, thank you for picking Lagunitas IPA, which is apparently a beer Jason and I have never had before. But both really enjoy it. I, I went and got a second one. I normally don't do that during the show. Um, so cheers. We wish you uh, all the best. We hope your uh, crowd grows to more than 15 because it seems like you make some fantastic beer and more people should drink it. We hope it doesn't get so big that uh, you can't provide enough beer for them. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. So uh, thanks a ton. I want to thank our listeners for listening to the show today. Um, If you want to learn more about Hartzell Brewery, you can follow Hartzell Brewery um, on on Twitter. You can find the links uh, in the show notes. I'll also put their Facebook uh, page link in the show notes. If you want to reach out to us, ask us questions, or point out when we made mistakes. Write us fan fiction. uh, Or write us fan fiction. You can reach us at podcast at platosgravity.com or on Twitter, untapped, uh, Facebook, or Instagram at platosgravity. Browsers.com. 
Um, we wanted to, uh, yeah, we want to. We'll see you guys next time. We uh, we have a big guest who we. Uh, I'm not really to announce yet because we don't have the details firmed up. But uh, in the future, we have a very a very popular. Uh, oh very no, you name. you can't be like I'm not gonna. I'm I, you you either say nothing or you say everything, sir. We I, have no guests lined up. I say nothing. I yes. say nothing. We will see you guys next time. In the in the meantime, use Google Translate, <laughs> do some beer, and uh, have some fun. <laughs>